Welcome to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com, the show that's here to make the topic of taxes fun and interesting while providing great advice for individuals and small business owners on how to mitigate their tax liabilities. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Belsis Smalley. Good afternoon, listeners, and thank you for joining us on Tax Avoidance is Legal. I am your host, Belsa Smalley. And I am your host, Craig Smalley. We're at about week 19 of our show, I think, and we're uh, really excited to be with you live on the air. When we started this show, uh, we decided that we were going to challenge ourselves with making the topic of taxes fun and interesting. Uh, so please don't turn the channel. I know that sounds like uh, there's no way they can accomplish that, but I think so far we've been pretty uh, informative at the very least, wouldn't you say, Craig? Yeah, well, today we're going to have a little bit of fun. I've been kind of having fun with these shows the last couple of weeks. So anyway, if you're home during the day or you stay up late at night, um, you've probably seen a commercial asking you if you have tax debt of over $10,000 and how you can settle your debt for pennies on the dollar. So that um, part of uh, that practice is known as tax resolution, and it's a really big business nowadays. It didn't used to be, but it is now. So today we're going to talk about tax resolution companies and what to look out for. And as Belsis mentioned, we're live on the air and we're happy to take calls. The call-in number is one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. And also, you know, we realize that people are at work. You're probably listening in a cubicle or whatever. And you don't want to talk about confidential stuff. So we set up an email address a long time ago. And you can also email your questions to info at taxavoidancelegal.com. Yes. And before we move forward, I just want to stress that the uh, advice given on tax avoidance is legal is general in nature. Craig W. Smalley EA and CWSEA PA LLP and their associated entities cannot be held responsible for the advice given on this radio show. Uh, I always uh, stress this, that you should always consult your tax and or legal advisor. And also, I wanted to make sure everyone's aware, uh, tax avoidance is legal, can be found on the Internet. Our website is www.taxavoidanceislegal.com. And from our website, you will are able to email your questions throughout the week. Um, as Craig mentioned, our uh, email is info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And what we always uh, try to do is any emails that we receive through uh, the week, we try to feature on Friday's show. Um, and the show is sponsored by CWSEA PALP, and we're a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services. You can always reach us at one 844 or 1-844-297-3272. And also Tax Crisis Center LLC, uh, the nation's premier tax resolution firm. Uh, tax Crisis Center can be reached at one 855 irs two nine one one, And you can always visit our websites as well. Uh, www.cwseapa.com and www.taxcrisiscenter.com. And now well, that, that, was a, that, that was yeah, a long you, spiel. You said a lot there. So, hey, Belsis, last week was the uh, the All-Star break. Yes, I'm aware. How yes. are the Cubs doing? How are they? How are my Cubbies doing? Well, I got to tell you, well, your Cubbies, not like you ever watch them. <laughs> um, hey, once in a while. I got to tell you, going into the All-Star break, they started off the season with a bang. They did really well, but... Going into the All-Star break, I mean, they were doing horribly. I mean, so, but anyway, um, you know, the All-Star break is over and they're doing much better now, so. 
Oh, wonderful. So I know for a fact that you are a diehard uh, sports fan, diehard baseball fan. Um, so now that, uh, you know, you didn't have baseball uh, to watch, what did you watch? Well, here's the thing. I've got to kind of set this up a little bit. So here's the thing. And um, my wife, sports is like kryptonite to my wife. So I don't bother her with my sports. I don't watch sports. I watch sports really early in the morning at home on the weekends. But um, what I do is I have a DVR and I tape, you know, all the baseball games or football, whatever's on that season. So um, the work I do requires a lot of concentration. But I'm one of those type of people that needs white noise in the background. So two years ago, Belsis bought me something called a sling box. And what a sling box allows me to do is to tap into my VCR, my DVR at home. Um, so I tape a lot of sports and I watch them at work. So last year during, last week during the all-star break, I had to find new things to watch. So I taped the NBA summer league games, which was interesting. And Belsis, I discovered Australian football. Oh, geez. I did not, honestly, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. It, it is, it is. Australian football is awesome. It's a, it's a mixture of volleyball, rugby, football, and soccer all rolled into one game. Geez. The last thing you need is another sport to follow, but do you have any, uh, a team that you, uh, like so far on it? Yes, yes. I really like the North Melbourne Kangaroos. They're awesome. They, they're, I'm in the middle of a game right now. They just played live this morning and I'm in the middle of a game and they're, they're up really big right now. So yeah, I really like them. Oh my goodness. North Melbourne Kangaroos. I wonder if any of our listeners has ever even heard of this team, but I guess, uh, I, yeah, what can you do? Um, this is the, this is the kind of stuff I have to deal with, folks. Uh, she doesn't have to deal with it at all. This is all done in my <laughs> office. My office is on the other side of the, uh, of the, of the office that we have. So she yeah. never has to. So, you I know, I think that, positioned him on the complete opposite well, side. Well, I think office. I will tell you, I think that's very respectful of me that I don't make you watch sports because a lot of guys will make their wives watch sports and a lot of women have to pretend to like sports because of their husbands. So I don't do that to you. That's true. I, I'm not going to complain. I, I'm not going to complain about that. You do uh, mostly keep it to yourself, although I will say having someone who occupies all six recording options on the uh, home DVR is a bit much, but, you know, we won't go into that. This, yeah, yeah. After That's all another this, story. That's another is, story for another day. Yeah, this is not a marriage counseling show. So of course I'll it's stop not. Writing about your, uh, your sports uh, obsessions. But um, anyway, let's... Uh, you know, let's get back to the topic. Um, let's talk about tax resolution uh, and the tax resolution business, more importantly. So uh, why don't you get going on that and talk a little bit about it? Well, this is kind of interesting. So it's very generic to tell somebody that you're an accountant, right? So um, a lot of people think that accountants do nothing but taxes, but I'm here to tell you that Probably, I would say 75% of most accountants don't do taxes and 25% probably specialize in taxes. And some of them, some of them that don't specialize in taxes just do them because they think that they're supposed to do them. So, um, during the off season, when you specialize in taxes, um, you know, you have a very busy season, then you have an off season and there's always this quest for trying to, uh, you know, 
collect fees in the off season. So we do a pretty good job of that because we have monthly and quarterly clients, you know, when we do tax planning and things like that. But it's been very, very popular lately to try to get um people that are in the tax field to start doing tax resolution, whether you know anything about it or not. And Belsis, I'm here to tell you, I've been doing tax resolution for 22 years. It is a different playbook. There are different rules you have to file, follow, and it's completely different. So it's not something that you can just jump into because there are a lot of deadline. The deadlines are different, and it's just something that has become, I get at least seven or eight emails in a week telling me to start a tax resolution business. So it's something that, you know, a lot of people are starting nowadays. So, um, you know, that's, it, it's something that's, that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, you're right. I, I'm, I'm glad that we are kind of going more in depth uh, into the whole uh, tax resolution um, business in this show because it is something that we get, um, you know, a lot of inquiries about. It's kind of a bit of a, a hot topic, I think, right now. A lot of folks are, uh, a lot of companies out there, I think, are realizing that a lot of folks have issues with the IRS. There's a lot of folks out there with tax liens and wage garnishments and all kinds exactly, of issues. Exactly, exactly. Belson, a, a statistic is... Every week, every week, 250,000 tax liens are filed by the Internal Revenue Service. Every single wow. week. How yeah, much? That's a lot. 300 and what? On 250,000. 250,000. Yeah. Wow. I, that's incredible. Exactly. Well, as soon as you say that, it kind of makes sense that there's a lot of companies out there who kind of smell money or how they can, you know, that's possibly. That's exactly it. They're smelling the money and, and they may not even know what they're doing or how to do it or how to do the business. They're just thinking about the money and it's horrible. It's, it's, it's horrible what they're doing and the horror stories that we're getting. And it's something that if you don't specialize, I have a very good philosophy in business. If I don't specialize in it, I send you to somebody that does specialize in it. So it's something that, um, you know, that, that I really think is going to make a really good show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm, I, you know, I can't stress this enough. You know, just because somebody, you know, doesn't know what they're doing doesn't mean, unfortunately, that they're not going to try to do something if they think that they can charge a fee for it. And I think that's what's happened with the uh, whole, um, you know, uh, tax resolution business. Uh, it's, it's a shame that um, folks, you know, are, are out there taking advantage of people when they're already, you know, in a stressful yeah, situation. Yeah, I know, I know. And that's just it. They're already in a situation where where they're almost helpless navigating the IRS maze and people are out there taking advantage of them. So yeah. anyway, I know well, I'm going, the, I'm going, I'm going too long and I know you're cutting off a little bit but um, definitely there's a lot that we need to discuss here but uh, we're kind of getting close to break time so I think we're going to go ahead and break I want to remind everyone that you can call us at 1-888-GO-FOR-IT or 1-888-463-6748 with your questions or you can email your questions to info at taxavoidanceslegal.com and on the other uh, side of the break Craig will continue uh, this discussion about tax resolution and the tax resolution business so hang in there 
At Tax Crisis Center, LLC, we solve tax problems for a living. If you have a tax problem with the IRS, you've probably been inundated with postcards and letters from different tax resolution companies all over the country. Tax Crisis Center, LLC, is the country's premier tax resolution company. Unlike other tax resolution companies that will take your money and do nothing for you, once we are retained, we go to work. We get results for our clients and will handle your IRS problem professionally and expeditiously. Don't let the IRS push you around anymore. Give us a call at 1-855-IRS-2911. Email us at help at taxcrisiscenter.com or visit us on the web at www.taxcrisiscenter.com and let your voice be heard. CWS EAPA is a financial services company specializing in taxation and tax-related issues. Tax planning is a year-round activity. The biggest mistake that people make is thinking about taxes during tax time. When you have a complex tax situation, you need to plan for taxes on a year-round basis. Our specialty is mitigating our clients' tax obligations through careful tax planning. Tax avoidance is legal. Call us today at 1-844-CWS-EAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can visit us on the web at cwseapa.com or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Put us to work for you today. You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsa Smalley. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're talking uh, today about the tax resolution business. Um, I want to remind everyone that they can call in. Our call-in number is one eight eight eight. go for it or one eight eight eight. 463-6748, and you can also visit us uh, on our website, www.taxavoidanceislegal.com, and you can email your questions through us uh, via the website form or send them directly to email um, at info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And as Craig mentioned at the beginning of the show, the reason we do the email and most of our questions seem to come in via email is that um, a lot of folks are at work right now. And I know some of you don't like calling in. You have confidential questions. You're talking about money. You're talking about IRS issues most of the time, tax related uh, questions. And, uh, you know, this is an easy way to make sure your questions get answered without having to uh, let everyone in the office uh, know about your personal issues. So email us uh, any of your questions and we will always make sure to answer them. If we don't get to your question live on the air, we always make sure to reply to your email and you will still get a response. So that being said, I do have some questions, Craig. You want to uh, want me to go ahead and start with a question that we just got in? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? All right. I got a question here from Marisol in Tempe. She says she is currently working with a tax resolution firm and they haven't done anything for her and she doesn't know what her uh, what what her recourses are. What could she do about this? Yeah, well, it seems to be, unfortunately, a common theme. Yeah, uh, it, it is. A it's a very common theme. So when you um, when you started with this tax resolution company, I'm sure they, they had you signed an engagement letter. So go back to the engagement letter and see what your recourse is. It'll tell you, you know, how you get your money back or you know, whatever, or, or something like that. But you know, if somebody is taking your money, you can also 
whoever's working on your case, um, you can report them to the Office of Professional Responsibility within the Internal Revenue Service and um, just basically tell them that they've taken your money and they haven't done anything for you. When, um, and that's who governs enrolled agents, you know, the people that represent people before the IRS. And they'll, they can censure them. They can come in and find out what's going on. But unfortunately, Marisol, this is a very common problem in this business. It sure is. It's, it's a shame, honestly, but it is something that we, we do hear quite a bit. Um, so I want to let you continue on your thought before we went to break. Um, you were kind of talking about, um, you know, this being new for, for most practitioners. Is there anything else you want to add about that? Or? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I apologize, but I'm, I'm going to get on my soapbox here. This is, um, something that I'm very, uh, I'm very passionate about because, you know, when you're dealing with tax resolution, you're dealing with somebody that doesn't know the, how to navigate the maze of the IRS. And in tax resolution, it is a maze that the practitioner has to navigate. So if this is happening, you've got to know, you know, whatever's happening to your client, you have to know how to resolve it. And there's different resolutions for different things. And unfortunately, like I said, a lot of people are going into this not having a clue. I even got an email about, so she'll like this. I got an email that said, don't worry if you don't know how to do this, just get into the business. So stop oh and think about that for, yeah, stop and think about that for a minute. I mean, wow. don't worry about, yeah, don't worry. I mean, what, are you just going to figure it out on the fly? I mean, because there's a lot of rights that you have. And what happens if I don't do something timely? You've lost your rights. So it's not something that, you know, anybody should just jump in and do. But unfortunately, they're, they are doing it. Wow. Yeah, that that really is uh, terrible. How can you tell if someone has been in business for a long time versus someone that has just uh, recently started? What would you recommend to folks listening? Well, I know when I'm dealing with somebody that hasn't been in it for a long time, but it's just because I've been in it for a long time. But um, how you would know is if they're fumbling through your case. So um, going back to Marisol, Marisol, they probably haven't done anything because they don't know what they're supposed to do or what's going on or how to resolve your case. You probably worked with a salesperson that sold to you, which is um, unethical. They're, they're not allowed to. You have to talk to the licensed person to, uh, to close an account, to sell an account. So that's, you know, first of all, so the salesperson doesn't know what to do. They've collected their commission. They don't care. They've passed it on to the person that's working on the account. The person on the account may or may not know what they're doing, but if they're fumbling through your case, they probably don't know what they're doing. So that's how you can usually tell. Ah, very good. Um, can you tell people a little bit about uh, Tax Crisis Center and why you formed it? Because I think it's a very good story. And I, well, I know some, some folks out there may not have heard it before. Yeah, it's a very, it's kind of a long story, but, you know, it is what it is. About 10 years ago, I was in a partnership and um, I kept getting, the IRS at that time was, really trying to um, aggressively collect taxes from people. And I was getting, you know, client after client after client that, um, you know, was coming to me and they had, you know, tax resolution that, that 
a sect of the business was new and a lot of people didn't know what they were doing. But unfortunately for me, I had had a lot of exposure to it very early on in my career and I knew how to handle them. So, you know, I went to my partner and I tried to pitch him this idea of tax crisis center. And basically what the idea was, was we form a, we form a company where we know what we're doing. We're ethical. We take money, we work for these people and we help them. And the sole goal was to help. And it was something that was needed 10 years ago. Well, I got shot down year after year after year. I would bring up tax crisis center. So about four years ago, I split up with my partner and I went on on my own and I formed tax crisis center. I finally did it. And it's something that, you know, I formed it because there's so much out there and there's so many people out there that don't know what they're doing. And, you know, there are times that, you know, I absolutely love tax, you know, representation. So I formed it just basically, you know, because I'm competent and I wanted to to share that gift with, you know, a gift, I guess, you know, that makes me sound egotistical, but <laughs> I, I wanted to share that. I don't mean to, but I wanted to share that with, you know, with, with the world, I guess, is, is how you do that. Well, I mean, it, it, like anything else, every, there's people out there who have, uh, you know, certain skills and you work really hard to stay uh, up to date on taxes and tax resolution. You put in your hours, your license, you studied, you have a master's in taxation. So, you know, it's like anything else. You you have the knowledge for this and it's uh, a way that you um, obviously it's it's a way you make a living, but it's your passion. It's something that. Um, you are knowledgeable on it. Well, you can help. Belsis, how many times have you seen a client come to us? And I, I want to say that this is the exception and not the rule, but there'll be a client that's in a lot of trouble that doesn't have the money to pay us. And how often have you seen me make some sort of payment arrangement for them or reduce my fee just because I want to help? Absolutely. And just for, you know, uh, just for those of you out there who don't know, um, Forget the fact that uh, obviously Craig uh, is my husband and we work together, but um, you know he has been in practice since uh, 1994, I think it is. Yeah, and 1994. Craig probably won't like this description, but I would say he's kind of a tax nerd. He wakes up uh, early every morning and he does nothing but uh, read all the changes that have happened in the tax code. He studies tax court cases. Um, he even has a little uh, column. Uh, he writes a column for Accounting Web. Um, that I highly recommend folks check out. Um, it's called Tax Court Corner. Um, so definitely if you get a chance, uh, Google Accounting Web or just go to Accounting Web's website and you'll, uh, you'll be able to see Tax Court Corner. Craig wrote, writes a lot of, uh, articles uh, for them. Uh, he has a passion for what he does and, uh, he's definitely inspired me to get my own, uh, enrolled agent's license. So, uh, why don't you tell folks a little bit about, you know, why are you so passionate about taxes? And for goodness sakes, of all things to get a master's in, a master's in taxation? I mean, good grief. Uh, how, how much of a nerd can you really be, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, you know, this is this is kind of a funny story. I, I don't know. I, I, just just a little bit. I mean, sometimes it's 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 a good thing to make somebody human. So. Um, I went to college to be a writer. I was going to write the next great American novel. That's what I was going to do. I went to college to be a writer. So um, the girlfriend I had before, Belsis, and Belsis and I have been together now for, um, 20, well, we're coming up on 21 years. So it was a long time ago. 
um, the girlfriend before I, I met Belsis um, talked me into being an accountant. And her argument to me at the time was, you know, your father's an accountant and he owns his own business and I, he just walk into a job. And, you know, I fought with her. I was like, no, I don't want to be like my father. And of course, you know, a son doesn't want to be like their father. They don't want to be an accountant. So um <clears throat> funny story. I took my first accounting class and I went to my father for help. And because of him, I failed it miserably because he just confused me. So it was it was kind of funny. So um I moved to Tampa. I was living in Orlando at the time. I moved to Tampa and I decided to retake accounting one with a different teacher by the name of Margot Rock. And she explained accounting to me to where it made sense. And I got an A in that class and an A in the second class. And then I went on to take a tax class. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history. But, you know, Bell says, as you know, the, when I met you, the goal was for me to go to law school to be a tax attorney. But, you know, as fate would have it, Belsis and I, we had our kids very young mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I never got to go to law school because, you know, I had to work and, you know, all of that. So it's funny, you know, I found a way to represent clients without having to go to ta- to go to law school. You know, I'm admitted to practice before the Internal Revenue Service and the United States Tax Court. So I absolutely love representation. And I realized real quick, um, you know, when I went into to um, accounting that, you know, I went into it because I was pretty good at math at the time. You know, math was very simple for me. So I realized really quick that, you know, this business is 2% math because the computer does the math, but it's 98% law. I apply the law. So it's, it's kind of funny, but I absolutely love it. It's part of who I am and it's part of, um, you know, what I absolutely love to do for a living. Yeah, you definitely do love it. Um, you know, I, I've got to say, uh, I've never seen anyone as passionate about taxes as you are, honey. Um, yeah, I know. So let's get back to tax resolution. What are your thoughts on how the industry, uh, industry has changed? Well, the industry itself, I mean, the, you know, it's changed so much. Like I said, there's so many new companies that, um, that that have just started, you know, the best advice I can give you is if you have a tax lien against you and you're getting letters from or postcards from uh, a tax resolution company and you're thinking about calling them, go to Google, type their name in and, and type in ripoff report after that and see if there's anything on ripoff report about them. That's something that is, you know, because there are some uh People like, for instance, um, most tax resolution companies work with salespeople. And Bell says, you know how I feel about salespeople. I don't want to cheapen my brand, so I don't work with salespeople. If, you know, when you call tax crisis center, you're dealing with the actual licensed person that's going to handle your case. You're not dealing with anybody else. So, um, you know, the way it's changed is for the worse, and the IRS really needs to come in and crack down on it, in my personal opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm with you on that completely. Um, we have a ton of more points to make and a lot more questions that have come in, but uh, I think uh, we're running up against another break. So uh, before uh, we hit these questions, uh, 
why don't we go ahead and take another break? I want to remind everyone they can call in. Uh, our call in number is 1-888-GO-FOR-IT or 1-888-463-6748. Uh, call in with your questions or email them to us at info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And on the other side of the break, um, Craig, I have a lot of questions that have rolled in, so I think we're going to have to start hitting some of these questions up if you're okay with that. Oh, yeah, I'm always all right with that. I love answering questions. All right, hang on tight, folks, and we'll be back right after this quick break. Forming a corporation or LLC can separate personal assets from your business assets. No matter what state your business operates in, forming a corporation or LLC in Nevada, Delaware, or Florida has benefits. For example, forming a corporation in Nevada offers privacy and no corporate income tax. Forming a corporation in Delaware can give you the legal protection of the state of Delaware, which is business-friendly. On top of the legal reasons to form a corporation, there are tax benefits as well. Give us a call today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Come and see what you've been missing. Payroll can be a nightmare for a small business. When you have employees, you have to pay them periodically, pay the taxes associated with them, and file quarterly tax reports with the Internal Revenue Service and the state that your business operates in. Our payroll is seamless. It is done through a cloud-based system. All you do is put in what you are paying your employees and approve your payroll. We handle the rest. Our fees are lower than the national payroll companies, too. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or visit us on the web at CWSEAPAPayrollService.com. At Albertus Business Services Incorporated, we view ourselves as your internal bookkeeping department and are always improving ways to leverage proven cloud technologies to streamline and improve the efficiency of our outsourced services. With an in-house bookkeeper, you would run the cost of about 45000 a year. But with our monthly services, it would be a fraction of that cost. Let us help you with the tedious, time-consuming side of your business so you can focus on growing your business. Call us today at 1-877-695-6658. Our website is albernaservices.com or email dalbernas at albernaservices.com. Your success is our business. You've discovered TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsis Smalley. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Uh, today we've been discussing um, tax resolution and the tax resolution business. And uh, we are live on the air. You are welcome to give us a call at 1-888-GO-FOR-IT if you have any questions or email us at info at tax avoidance is legal. And we will be happy to address your, e- your emailed or, or call-in questions. And we have quite a few that have rolled in via email, Craig. Um, if you're ready to roll, I'm going to start shooting these uh, questions your way. Okay. All right. Well, Maxwell in Austin says that it's obvious you have a passion for what you do. Um, are you currently accepting new clients? <laughs> <laughs> That's always a nice thing to hear. Yeah, yeah, that that is a nice thing to hear. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and, I mean, yeah, we we are accepting new clients. It, it, you know, we um, 
you know, we, we don't take every client um, that comes through the door, but yeah, I mean, we, I'd be happy to, to talk to you about your particular situation. Give us a call at the office, uh, 1-844-CWSEAPA. Absolutely. And if you have an issue with, uh, specific to, um, you know, tax resolution, um, call us, uh, on or visit, uh, Tax Crisis Center and our number for Tax Crisis Center is 1-855-IRS-2911. And I'm sure the audience has heard a lot about uh, companies out there that claim that they can settle a tax debt, um, for pennies on the dollar. Um, can you go a little bit into explaining how that works and how many offers exactly are, um, does the IRS even accept? Because I think folks out there have a misconception about this and, and the whole pennies on the dollar thing really irks me uh, a bit. And I uh, wanted to see if you could touch on that before we answer some more questions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you've heard somebody say pennies on the dollar, um, they've committed a crime. You're not allowed to say that anymore. So um, they used to be able to say, you know, they can settle um, tax debt for pennies on the dollar. Tax resolution companies used to be able to say that, but we're not. You're not allowed to say that anymore. But basically, what that is, and 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 I'm going to kind of get back on my soapbox a little bit. Um, it, that's what's known as an offer and compromise. So what you're doing is if you meet certain criteria, you offer the IRS um, less money than what you owe them, but you have to meet certain criteria. The problem is that it costs more to do a offer and compromise. So tax crisis center charges more to do an offer and compromise. Um, but most tax resolution companies, when you call them, they're going to go directly to the offer and compromise and try to handle your situation that way, even if you don't qualify because it costs more because it's more time intensive. It takes more time to do. And the amount of offers that are currently accepted are only 20%. So only 20% of the offers that you, that get filed um, are accepted. But Bell says it's even worse than that. Do you know why I don't go directly to an offer and compromise? Why is that? Very simply this, when you ask the IRS for an offer and compromise, you have to give up a lot of information. You have to give up your bank account numbers. You have to give up where you work. You have to give up um, a list of all of your assets. You have to give up, a, you know, everything that you own and you have to, you know, account numbers, everything. So usually people that are asking for an offer and compromise, they have a tax lien and guess what? If the offer falls through, guess what the IRS can do now? What's that? They can start levying those accounts because you just gave them the account number. So they don't have mm. to even look for it. You've given it to them. So it's kind of, I view that as malpractice as somebody going, you know, directly to an offer and compromise, but they do it because you charge more for it. And with only 25 or 20 to 25% of them being accepted, I don't go to them as much as, um, you know, as I, um, as I don't go to them from the beginning to just, you know, just to be honest. Yeah, uh, I completely understand what you mean. Well, um, you know, why is it publicized so much that why, you know, that the acceptance rate is so low, the acceptance rate? Well, it you know, it's publicized so much that you can settle with the IRS because, you know, just like I said, uh, tax resolution companies charge a lot of money to do them. So they're going to push you in that direction when 
um, you could have very well done something else to resolve the taxes. So um, that's why it's publicized so much because that gets you to pick up the phone and call and 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 all of that. So it, mm-hmm. it's kind of you know that that's why you hear so much about it. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, why don't you uh, walk me through the uh, Tax Crisis Center process? What happens when someone um, calls into Tax Crisis Center? When we get a call, what do we do? Um, take us through the process so folks out there who might be experiencing um, an issue or need uh, help with a tax resolution issue know exactly what what to expect if they go to somebody like Tax Crisis Center. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, we're different than others out there. So, um, you know, you're kind of taking your chances if you go with someone else, but we can at least let you know what the process looks like, um, you know, with Tax Crisis Center. Yeah. So when you call and I just said that, um, Belsus, you know, I have a disdain for salespeople, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So. You call most uh, tax resolution companies, you're talking to a salesperson, right? And all they care about is their commission. So they're going to, you know, so when you call a tax crisis center, you'll talk to a licensed professional. You'll talk to either me or you'll talk to somebody else on staff, but you'll talk to the person that's taking care of your case. So, um, you know, uh, what I do is I get, I have to get a, a ton of information from you. I've got to find out, you know, why there's a lien against you, what the issue is, and then, um, typically I get a, um, an information authorization from you so I can get information from the IRS. Um, I assess the situation and I give you the different options that we can do to tackle the, um, the case. So it's, it's, it's a very different process. And then we talk about what it's going to cost and how long it's going to take. And then, you know, I tell you what your rights are through the, through the process and all of that. So it's something that, um, you know, it's, it's different than calling any other tax resolution company. Mm, okay. Well, good. Uh, we've got some questions. Um, let's see here. Michelle in Pembroke Pine says that she hired a tax resolution firm because she had a lien against her. She paid her tax in full, but her lien is still showing up on her credit report. What should she do? <laughs> You should do nothing. Your tax resolution company should should do this for you. But anyway, I, I digress. So anyway, basically what happens is when the IRS files lean against you, they also put it on your credit report. So if you pay your um, taxes in full, the IRS will send you something called a release of tax lien. Once the IRS sends you the release of tax lien, then your tax resolution company, well, Tax Crisis Center would do it. We would send that um, with a letter to all three credit agencies, and they take it off your credit report. So just send them the release of, of tax lien and to all three credit reporting agencies, and they'll take it off your credit report. Hmm, okay. Well, that brings something up that uh, maybe some folks don't know out there. So when the IRS puts a tax lien against you, it goes on your credit report? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they put it on your credit report. Yeah, so it negatively affects your credit. Oh, very good. Very good thing to know um, because I really wasn't aware of that. Well, Belsis, I've sh- I've just looked at the um, the email for um, info attacks, but we got a ton of a ton of questions. So you want to go ahead and take a break now and then come back and answer these questions? Yeah, that sounds good. So what we'll yeah, because there's a there's a ton of them and I don't want to get into them because typically the questions take forever sometimes to answer. So I don't want to you know run out of time like we always do. So not a problem. So we'll go ahead and uh, break for our little final break here and then 
tackle all these questions when we return. I want to remind everyone uh, that we are live on the air. You can call us at one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight with your questions. Or you can email us uh, info at taxavoidanceslegal.com. I do check that throughout the show. So even if you're uh, right there right now wondering if uh, you should go ahead and send that email, send it on through and we will try to squeeze it into today's show. Um, we will be back. Yeah, we have a, a ton of emails though. So, yeah. you know, if we don't, if we don't get to it, I'll answer it after the show. So rest assured, you'll get an answer. You will definitely get an answer. So hang in there, folks. We will we'll be right back after this quick break. Craig Smalley is the author of 12 books regarding taxation. Two of his books have been revised this year. It starts with an idea revised edition takes you through the startup of a company. It talks about taxes, entity structuring, the IRS, and so much more. The Complete Guide to Estate, Gifts, and Trust Taxation, Revised Edition, is about how to navigate the complex estate tax. Both books have just been released by CWSEAPA Publishing, LLC, and are on sale now at Amazon.com. If you are a business that has outgrown your accountant but are not big enough for one of the big four accounting firms, CWSEAPA Consulting may be perfect for you. We specialize in tax consulting for small to medium-sized businesses. We can advise you on whether it is time to start a holding company or management company to mitigate your tax liability. We can advise you on whether it is a good time to expand your business, hire employees, buy equipment, or lease equipment. There are different tax reasons to do different things. Let our over 22 years of experience work for you. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can email us at info at cwseapa.com or visit us on the web at cwseapa.com. We're doing something amazing and we want you to be a part of it. With so many choices when looking for quality investment advice, you owe it to yourself to seek a professional who has your best interests at heart. At J.B. Meridian Advisors, we don't sell products that generate commissions or have hidden fees. Client assets are never locked up in illiquid investments that could take months or years to access, or worse, charge a penalty to sell in an emergency. Our simple structure aligns the interests of our clients with our interests by charging a flat fee based on the assets we manage. As your portfolio value increases, our firm grows. Call J.B. Meridian Advisors now at 877-398-0051 or visit us online at jbmeridian.com. Are we ready? The real reason for the invention of the Internet. TalkZone.com now, let's get back to Craig and Belsis Smalley for more of Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Good afternoon, folks. Thanks for joining us on Tax Avoidance is Legal. Today, we've been discussing uh, tax resolution and the tax resolution business. If you haven't uh, been listening in, you are welcome to send us your questions to info at TaxAvoidanceIsLegal.com or call us at one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. We have quite a few questions that have come in, so we're going to just dive in, and Craig is going to tackle all these questions. So, Craig, we have a question here from Willie in Maryland. Um, he says he owes thousands of dollars in payroll taxes from a company that went out of business two years ago. Uh, what can the IRS do about that? Uh, he's a little concerned. Well, you should be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the payroll taxes. 
is something the IRS doesn't play around with. So um, this is going to be a very long and complicated answer, but um, and I'm going to try to make this as easy, Willie, for you to understand as I possibly can. So when you form a company like a corporation or an LLC, um, typically you're forming that to separate your personal assets from your business assets. So um, if the LLC goes out of business and it owes a debt, um, typically the debt dies with the LLC or the corporation, except for payroll taxes. Um, the IRS will try to assess the company. If the company has gone out of business, even if the company hasn't gone out of business, they will assess something called the trust fund penalty. And the trust fund penalty is basically assessed against anybody that was responsible. It could be anybody that signed checks um, for the company, anybody that signed a payroll tax return. So they'll go after them personally for the money. So it's um, something that you don't want to play around with. If you haven't heard from the IRS about this yet, you will very, very soon because they're going to go after whoever it was responsible for the taxes, and they're going to assess the trust fund against you. Mm, okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about, uh, if you can briefly, about the trust fund penalty so the audience knows uh, what you're talking about Um is that- yeah, so basically the trust fund penalty is is something that is uh, for payroll taxes, and it's assessed against anybody that was responsible for paying the taxes and didn't pay them. So um, it, it could be uh, the bookkeeper that signed the checks. It could be the owners of the business. It could be the officers of the corporation. It could be anybody that was responsible. And typically what they'll do, Bells, is they'll assess it against everybody that's responsible, not just one person, but everybody just to make sure that they get their money. That's how serious they are about payroll taxes. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a question from Michael in Kentucky. He wants to know, how long um, does the IRS have to collect a tax? That's a very good question. Um, when a tax is assessed, and I'm saying assessed, a tax can be assessed many different ways. So, for instance, you can file a tax return and owe the IRS money and not pay them. Well, when that tax return has been filed, a tax has been assessed or a year after you filed a tax return, the IRS um, received information that wasn't on your tax return, and they tell you that you owe more money. Well, if you don't respond to that, the IRS will assess a tax. So it, it, the IRS can always assess taxes. So the IRS has 10 years from the date of assessment to collect a tax. But Bell says, you know how big I am on rights. There are different things that you can do to extend that statute of limitations. Do you want to know what those are? Yes, please. Fill me in. Yeah, so there are different things that you do that extend those statutes. So, for instance, if you get into an installment agreement, and what an installment agreement is, is um, if you owe taxes and you can't pay them right away, you'll make monthly installments uh, payments to the IRS. So if you ask for an installment agreement, that extends the statute of limitations by two years, okay? Mm-hmm. If you ask for an offer and compromise, what we were talking about before settling the, the debt for less than what you owe, that extends the statute of limitations by the amount of time 
the IRS was contemplating whether they were going to accept the offer. And it usually takes about six months to a year for the IRS to make a determination on if they're going to, to um, accept an offer. So um, that's the long answer to your question, but it's not, it was a very, it's a very complicated question. I know it doesn't sound complicated, but it really is. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings up a question that I have, uh, you know, and I, I, I obviously know the, the, the answer to this, but I'm posing this because I want folks out there who are, might be in this situation or, or are not aware of this, uh, can kind of, uh, understand this. Uh, let's say that, uh, I am unemployed and I owe taxes. Um, I don't have any money to, you know, do an offer or an installment request. Uh, what would be my options in the, that situation? I know we've had folks uh, with this question before, and I kind of wanted to pose that. Yeah, so this is a little trick. This is somebody that's just starting a solution company won't know what to do. But um, this is uh, something called, you can get your account put in something called the currently non-collectible status. And what that means is you don't have a job, you're unemployed, uh, or you know whatever the situation is, and the IRS can't currently... Um, collect money from you. So, um, and you know what the best part of that is, Balsas? What's that? If you're in the currently non-collectible status, the statute continues to run. So you can mm-hmm. be in that status for 10 years and then the IRS will write off your debt. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's that just a little trick. That's just a little trick. And that's, you know, why I'm harping on this. That's why we're having a show about this because you know, this is something that, you know, somebody who just started their tax resolution company, you know, this year or last year probably doesn't know. But, yeah, the currently non-collectible, I, I love to use that. Mm, wow. Yeah, that is great to know. Um, we have a question from Yudi in Homestead. Uh, she wants to know, can the IRS, uh, what can the IRS really do to you if you don't pay your taxes? Well, first of all, a lot of people think that you can go to prison for not paying your taxes. So you you can't go to prison. But the IRS can take pretty much everything that you own um, to satisfy your taxes. They can levy your bank account. They can take all the money out of your bank account. They can garnish your wages. Up to 65% of your wages can be garnished every time you're paid. Um, they can do a lot of things um, to, to collect their money, and they usually do. Mm, okay. Uh, we have a few more questions. Kimberly in St. Louis says that uh, shows the state of Missouri a lot of money. Uh, do they have a program like the IRS where uh, you can uh, negotiate the amount that you owe? I have no. Yeah, I have to do no with the I, state. Yeah, I have no idea, Kimberly. I deal with um, if I'm dealing with somebody. I'm in Florida, so um, our you know one of our offices in Florida. That's where we spend most of our time is in Florida, and of course we have the two other offices in Delaware and Nevada, but. Um, in Florida, we don't have a state income tax, so every state is different. I'm not sure about Missouri, um, but, you know, if you want to call us offline, I can research it and find out. But usually when, you know, Bells, when I got to deal with another state, I always find out, you know, I'll always find out. But, um, you know, usually um, this discussion is really um, geared more towards federal taxes and not state taxes. Yeah, absolutely. I can come because every definitely. state is different. Yeah, folks sometimes don't realize that, but absolutely. Stuart in Tulsa says that he heard uh, an old show of ours where uh, you said that you can appeal the amount that you owe the IRS. Uh, how does that work? Oh well, that's another trick. Yeah, so you can let's say that you don't agree with the amount that the IRS. Let's say that 
you had an audit or something and you missed the appeal for the audit and you missed the tax court filing or whatever it is, you can appeal um, to the IRS the amount that you owe. You can do something called a collection due process hearing or a CDP hearing. You can ask for an appeal, and if you if your arguments are good are, are good enough, you can get everything thrown back to audit, where they can go over your case again and they can re-audit your return, and you can get a different auditor if that's what the problem was. Because I'll tell you, some auditors just you know, they don't want to listen to anything. They, they figure they're not paid enough. So they don't care. They'll, they, all they want to do is close a case. So, um, but yeah, you can appeal the amount that you owe the IRS. Mm, okay. Uh, Shauna in Nashville says that, uh, she went, uh, with a tax resolution firm that took her money. They didn't do anything to stop a wage garnishment that she was dealing with. And, uh, the IRS is currently taking 45% of her biweekly paycheck. Ouch. Uh, she paid the tax resolution firm a lot of money. Um, she doesn't know what she can do now. Well, what she, I don't know. I, I can tell you what she could do with the IRS. First of all, when the IRS does a wage garnishment or a bank levy, they don't see that as a means to an end. They're doing that to get your attention. So if you've gotten to the point where they're garnishing your wages, you have gotten or you've missed a lot of correspondence from the IRS, you've missed letters or you haven't acted on the letters. And the IRS, every time they send you a letter, uh, you know, they start sending them certified. They just want to get your attention and all they want to do is get your attention. So what you can do, you can actually, you know, I'm sorry that you paid a bunch of money to a tax resolution firm, but what I would do in, in this case, if you would have hired tax crisis centers, I would have gone directly to the IRS and made an installment arrangement request with them and that would have immediately stopped your um your your wage garnishment and then on top of that then I would have you know seen if we could do an offer or put you in the currently non-collectible but um and then if it didn't stop it then I would go to the taxpayer advocate but um get on that um tax resolution firm and you know See if you can get your money back and go somewhere else. I mean, I, I hate to hear stories like this. This is why we formed Tax Crisis Center. I hate stories like that, but, um, you know, but that's how you can handle it with the IRS. Yeah, definitely. Um, Max in Dover, Delaware says that he owes the IRS a lot of money from, uh, the 1980s and they've never collected it. Uh, is there anything he needs to do or worry about now? No, I mean, the section of limitations is 10 years. The IRS has probably written it off. Hopefully you filed your tax returns in that time because I'll run across people that owe money from years and years ago and they haven't filed since. So hopefully, um, you have, um, you know, hopefully that, you know, the IRS has, um, written this off by now, but you should probably have somebody check your transcripts and make sure that they have written it off. So, um, but yeah, uh, and hopefully you, you've been in compliance where they are collect or you have been filing your returns and all of that. So, um, but anyway, that's, that's basically what happened is they, they probably have written it off. All right. Well, we're getting close to the end here. So I want to ask our final question. Gregory in Orlando wants to know, uh, how many games do you think the Bucks are going to win this year? <laughs> the yucks. Yeah. So, um, people that listen to the show know that Gregory in Orlando is my son and 
he and I bond over sports and we are, I'm a lifelong Yucks fan. So, um, and I, I call the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I call them the Yucks and I've always called them the Yucks. And, you know, we got lucky one season and we won a Super Bowl. So we got that. But, um, other than that, uh, you know, before, uh, the Glazier, the Glazier family owned the Bucks. They were owned by a, by a gentleman by the name of Hugh Culverhouse. And Hugh Culverhouse would make the stupidest moves in the world. And that's why the team was the laughing stock of the country. So two years ago, we hired a really good coach that I really liked. His name was Lovey Smith. And Levy Smith came to coach the Bucks, and in that season, Bell says they only won one game, and that was it because he was left with a mess. The next season, we won five games, and guess what happened? He got fired. They fired him. That's a Malcolm Glazier move, and they hired the um, the offensive coordinator. So that's a long way to tell you. I think the Bucks would be very lucky to go eight and if they go eight and eight this year, I would be more than happy. More than happy if that, if that were to happen, but they are the yucks and we do know that, you know, and they should have never fired Lovey Smith and I'm really upset about that. But anyway, I can stay on my soapbox about that all day, but, um, you know, yeah, tra- training camp, <laughs> training camp is coming up and, you know, we'll see, but I think eight and eight, Gregory, that's, that's what I'm going with. All right, folks, we're going to have to leave it at that. I'm definitely not chiming in on the whole Bucks thing. I don't want to get myself in trouble. Uh, this is going to wrap up today's show. Um, yeah, and I, I I would like to point out that, you know, seriously, if you owe the IRS money, give Tax Crisis Center a call. We're not here to rip you off. Um, you know, you will talk to a licensed professional from beginning of the, from beginning to the end. You'll be dealing with people that are passionate about what they do and just want to resolve your problem. So the number for tax crisis center is 1-855-IRS-2911, or you can visit our website at taxcrisiscenter.com, or you can send us an email at help at taxcrisiscenter.com. All right, this is going to conclude today's show. If we didn't get your emailed questions on the air, we will definitely email you back. Remember to visit us at uh, taxavoidanceislegal.com and email your questions throughout the week to info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. This show was sponsored by uh, Tax Crisis Central LLC and CWSEAPA LLP, and we are a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services. Give us a call at any time at 1-844-CWSEAPA. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we look forward to next week's show. Absolutely. Have a great weekend.